Hey everybody, this week's episode is brought to you by Deep Creek Glassworks. Ornaments, pendants, straws, marbles, wine glasses, and functional glass are unique, durable, and handcrafted. Support a local artist and visit Tanner at Deep Creek Glassworks. That's www.etsy.com slash shop slash Deep Creek Glassworks. That's W-O-R-X. Their creations are stronger glass than what you'll find in stores, so take it from their hands into your home at Deep Creek Glassworks. And just for our listeners, if you enter promo code SUPERFUN, you'll get 10% off of your next order. Once again, that's www.etsy.com slash shop slash Deep Creek Glassworks. Welcome back for another episode of SUPERFUN Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on facebook.com slash Podcast. Twitter.com slash superfunpodcast. Patreon.com slash superfunpodcast. Instagram at superfunpodcastgo. iTunes at superfungamereviewpodcastgo. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. To my right, Harry. Shall we review an episode? Review an episode we shall. Oh, Clark. What? What is it? I'm holding up a speech bubble (laughs) from the game. (laughs) Since there's no audio. (laughs) (laughs) What does your speech bubble say? So I guess that was crazy, huh? <laughs> and I exist to kill. No one knows anything, except maybe from Harry's. We are doing Final Fantasy Nine. Nine. But this is the final of the fantasies. All right. Um, <laughs> the finalist. <laughs> the finalist. The finalist fantasy. The last one. This is the last one. This they never is the last one. one after no, this. this. That's why they call it the final fantasy. Fifteen. Um, no, it's but nine. nine. But nine. <laughs> nine. <laughs> nine. It's nine. All right. Uh, so it is um, the three of us. There is no Ralph. Um, Ralph. Ralph. Uh, he is. He is here in spirit, and spirits. Spirits within. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, Final hey. Fantasy. Final I, Fantasy I, I see what you did. A terrible Final see, Fantasy that, movie. That's fucking good, you sock cucka. Sock cucka. All right. Um, so let's let's just get right in. Uh, initial impression. All right. So I remember seeing this game for the first time a long time ago. A long, long time ago. And it was like really late in the, the PlayStation 1 um, era. And I had already moved on to PS2. And... Um, yeah, because I think this released after PS2 released, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe, I don't know. Maybe I, I just saw it a little late or something like that. But um, I was already on board to play Final Fantasy X at this point, And, like, nine was just, like, not even on my radar. And I saw uh, Hamill play it the one time. And I was like, the art direction is fucking absurd. I have no interest in this game. And then I got on a kick where I was like, I want to beat every Final Fantasy game. Nine was one of the most recent ones that I played, but I I absolutely loved it. There was yeah. just there's just just so much about this game that just works so perfectly. Um, I'm not going to get into that, but I am so mad at myself for putting this game off for so long. Yep, because there is so much to be had with yep. this title, and I think it's it's what I I think 
general consensus, actually Metacritic score, it's the highest of all the Final Fantasy. It is. Um, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a cool little tidbit. And you're... Um, I, I should to... probably save some of this for game development, but... Um, yeah. But to let you know, uh, yeah, PS2 came out March 2000. This game came out November 2000. Okay, so PS2 yeah. was out at this yep, point. exactly. I, I, so it's basically, I had probably already moved on, and I, I rarely go back a generation on consoles. Well, I mean, with the podcast, I'm yeah. all over the fucking place. Well, of course. But, but before the show, it was like, once I move on from a, a console... That's I, it. It's that, done. That's basically, that's basically it. Yeah. I, I'm actually going to follow in your footsteps there. It's... I had this game. I didn't complete it when I first had it, like way back when for the original PlayStation, because PlayStation 2 came around and then my attention was diverted elsewhere. So almost like 18 and a half years later after it came out, then I finally beat it. God damn, really? I know. Yeah. I'm sorry not to not to age everything, but, you know, it's it's been it's been a while. Um <laughs> Nope. Yikes. Nope. <laughs> Yikes. Somehow that's the cringiest thing that's happened on the podcast so far. Uh, tonight. Has, uh, yeah, tonight. Yeah, Come tonight, on now. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, it's um, it's a shame that it took this long to get around to the game, but I'm glad that it finally did happen because I would feel like I, I was missing out if I were to hear about how everything went and actually being able to get into some of the dynamics, which we will tonight then. So uh, it's... It, Give me it, Clark. Give it to me. X give it gonna to me. give it to you. <laughs> X gonna <laughs> give it to you. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> my dog dead. Love that song. <laughs> it's so intense. <laughs> it, oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my initial impressions of the game. Friend of the podcast, Joe. Mr. Mussy Muss. Joe Muss. Joe Muss. Joe Muss. He originally picked up Final Fantasy IX like, right when it came out. He was like super excited for it. Uh, brought it over to my house and we started playing just because I was very curious about it. I had been in love with Seven already at that point, and I used to. Won't you marry it? I used to like uh, mess with Harry when we would talk about Final Fantasy VIII, and I said it was inferior to Seven back in the day. It used to be a big debate in high school and middle school. Final Fantasy Nine rolled around, and both times that I played it before we sat down for the podcast, honestly, I got stuck where Garnett gets taken by one of the like one of the first bosses and she's the plant thing right the plant thing yeah. yeah oh and yeah i completely just was like oh i'm stuck this is boring i didn't like the art i hadn't fallen in love with the art direction yet and i was just like oh, i'm good i'm good the only cool character is vivi i'm good and then when it came up for the for the podcast in rotation i was apprehensive about it i was like ah crap mm. i'm going to have to play this and you know, I'm just, like, not super thrilled about it. Picked it up, loved it playing through it this time. I thought it was, it's an incredible journey, and there's, I, I do have some problems with it, but mm. we'll we'll get into those. But, yeah, it's just, I, I, th I thought it was great uh, once I got past that part that had stopped me from playing it twice. That's pretty early on. It's less than an hour or two into the game, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Let's uh, do some. Oh, I'm Jed, you're the host. No, 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 no. You're you're right on track. Let's get into some game development. Dope. Game development. Dope. Dope. That's dope, dope. Dope. All right. So as I said, this was released in 2000. Japan was in July. Uh, North America was November, and Europe, being 
the last release was actually dedicated until 2001. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, it's, it's crazy that that but is yeah. still a problem. I know. Like, it's where Japan, U.S., Europe. So it just starts in Japan and just keep going east. And well, then the, eventually it comes around. The, the Japanese and, and U.S. releases are almost day and date now. Almost, but, yeah. But Europe, for some reason, is always getting it like two weeks later. I, I don't understand it. No, especially in like this day and age where it's just like, hey, here it is. You should just get it. It's mostly Japanese developed games, though. Like, mm-hmm. like they they appreciate the American market because of how much we consume their media and things like that. We we really do enjoy consuming in this country. Yeah, but like, uh, he's a consumer. Oh God, but like. <laughs> Europe isn't as big of a market, so they are like, oh, well, it gets there when it gets there. I think it, it wasn't, but I think it's starting to, at least, like, there's an uptick, at least where, I don't know how, like, news and the rest of it goes. Anyway, that's a whole different well, conversation. It, it does take airships a little while to get around to deliver these things. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Especially when they're running off of mist. <laughs> so, obviously, being Final Fantasy, it's it's Squaresoft game. Um and ah oh, the good days yes I know the the days of yesteryear and this was actually uh the first because with seven and eight were a little more futuristic type of setting this was getting more into like kind of the the medieval style of um of the game kind of like where the first the first five the first five or six came from yeah well, six was kind of steampunky it was like its own yeah animal in itself oh yeah. those mechs sorry. <laughs> I, I, yeah, we we have to stay on Final Fantasy Nine. I know, I know. Yeah, oh no, we can we could get derailed. I mean, this is also where um they took the time to develop. They started adding um, they introduced a, a couple new features as like active time events. Multiple characters were having different things happening within the storyline at the same time, which was a little. I found it kind of a pain to like have to click on it. It shows you like a twenty thirty second snippet, and then. Sometimes the second option would be there, sometimes it isn't. So I would almost feel like if I'm not clicking one over the other, I'm missing out a little bit. And that's kind of gameplay, but at least it, it incorporates a little bit. And the Mognet, where you're just sending mails between your, your mogs. And... <laughs> it makes you think it had internet capabilities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. almost. Like, oh, we were going back and forth. We can, we can talk with each other. It's like, oh, can you? Let me hook my PS1 up to the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> and it blows up. Yeah. yeah. It's the loudest dial-up noise you've ever heard. <laughs> hey, you just pop the lid, put the cord in there, and slam it down as hard as you can. It'll connect somewhere. <laughs> it's electronics. <laughs> Interesting enough, there was a, a point in time where this was also being developed at the same time 8 was. Fascinating. No. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> it's two separate teams, right? It's the it's the A team and the B team, and then the A team eventually took over once uh, Final Fantasy VIII went out the door. Yeah, I, I believe so. So the, these were, they did kind of like coincide timeline-wise of when they were coming out, just obviously eight came out before nine. Who would have imagined that if you know numerical values? Holy shit. I used to know the names of the leaders that did, because I think... Oh, Damn it! I'm not. I'm not even gonna try. The na- na- of, like, of the teams, yeah, fucking nerd. But I think the one that did nine also did twelve, if I'm not mistaken. I, yeah, I, I do know. know this was Nobuo Umatsu's last, like fully just him doing the soundtrack. Oh, this was his last within the franchise, huh? I'm sure someone else would be able to give us a little more insight on the soundtrack and music. Oh, 
Ralph. Oh yeah, I know. It's, oh, it's yeah, quieter. Ralph's there. not here. Um, and they they did change the ending of the game like fourteen times. They really? just couldn't come up with like how do we want to wrap this up. So you can tell. <laughs> Technically, the truth. <laughs> I think they mashed about thirteen of those together. <laughs> that fucking long ass ending. All right. Well, I mean, there's really not too much else. We all know the story of game development. So let's actually get into the story. Story. Taking place on the planet Gaia, the story follows a thief named Zidane Tribal, a member of a thief troop who is tasked to kidnap the princess of Alexandria, Garnet Alexandros Seventeenth. He teams up with her and a team of allies to stop Queen Bran? Brain? I never uh, knew I how to pronounce Bron. that. Bron. Yeah, said Bron. Queen Bran and her ally Kuja from waging a war with an army of black mages. Zidane, with the help of his friends, finds his true origins and ultimately his true love. I mean, that's pretty much like the story wrapped up in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fine. That's, that's, let's just go with it. There's a, a lot of shit that no, no, happens no, in between. Question, yeah. now that we're really getting in the story. Yeah. Was it on Gaia, or was that like the other? Terra is Terra the is, other. Terra, Terra, Terra is, is the, the other, other. Okay. Is where Zidane and Kuja are from. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember which one was which. Because there's technically uh, three worlds. There's Gaia, there's Terra, and Memoria, which is the weird interlude, like when they're going through and seeing all the memories, that's like its own is that plane where of existence. Necron's from the in between. Necron, they don't really explain ah, where he's, he's from. Yeah, they they don't really so, get in too in depth with that. All right, maybe maybe before we get in oh. any plot points, I was thinking let's just touch on characters real quick. I don't know. I just re- wanted to run through each one because I think they're really complex characters in this game. Oh, I definitely, I agree. But, okay, most of them are pretty complex characters. Like, they just have, like, different themes to them, mm-hmm. different, like, internal struggles that they're going through. Yeah. Describe them in two words. Zidane, creepy monkey. Creepy monkey. He had a tail. He was, and it's like he creeped on girls a little bit. It was a little pushy. Just saying. I don't know. I'm still going to stick to, like, womanizer. Yeah, I mean, you're not and wrong. Two words. Not That's, that's only one. Yeah. Womanizer, comma. The goofball. That's... That's Three, hyphenated. Almost. That's, that's the hyphenated. That's two words. Uh, <laughs> goof. And then I'm going to say fate. Uh-huh. And I'm also going to say uh, loyalty. That's, that's very good. I I do like how you you said that there's a lot of internal conflict and internal struggles with the characters. Because I, I think that's pretty prevalent through a th- lot of a like, lot the main of, characters. It's a lot of growth of these characters yes. throughout the game. Too. There's a lot of develop character development going from disc one to disc four. Actually, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't think Zidane, as like a main character, does that much growth compared to some of the other characters. Though. No, not as much. His kind of... He's almost, still cocky and shit by like the end of the game. Yeah. Like just kinda, I, I, and, I know. I... I Again, it's like one of the things that like, I just want to get my nitpicks out. I have a problem with Zidane. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Well, since yeah. we're on the character, that's relevant okay. to this. Um, I don't like that all of his character growth happens in the last 10 minutes of the the game. I would agree. Yeah. Literally after you fight the last boss, all of his character growth happens when he's like saying goodbyes to everybody and he's like, oh, you know what? Self-sacrifice is important. Like, but, yeah, he, well, he, there's the building blocks are, are there through yeah. other experiences and stuff like that, but it's him learning that from other people. He learns a lot of different things, 
and how to be a good person and how to be the character that he is at the end of the game from other people. Well, I would still almost call that more... I would still give that to him where that's still character development. Even though, like, you can, you can see it where he has the personality traits throughout the game to get him there, and it may seem a little rushed at the end, but, I mean, if you kind of look at the... Maybe not so much, like, the first three discs, because he's kind of the same, but he, he totes this one-for-all, like, we need to be there for each other type of thing, and then that's just kind of where he becomes, like, the catalyst is where he's like, all right, well, now I don't need anybody. He's the one who puts himself out there for everybody else, but not really so much for himself, and until he's, like, under that weird kind of, like, mindset spell at the end where he's just, like, shoving everybody off, like, to the side. Well, so that's the thing. He's not... I don't think he's selfless until that moment. Yeah. And I think that's the only character trait of his that he doesn't see someone else do first. He, 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 no, dude, his, all of his compassion comes from watching Dagger or Garnet or however you want. I always, I'm going to always refer to her as Dagger. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do for the majority of the game. Right. But, like, he, he learns compassion from Dagger. He learns what true loyalty is from, uh, from Steiner. I'm still going to kind of almost go against you with that because um, do with the big red hair. Amaranth? Yes. Uh, when they're going into the one, I, I don't know the better way to put it, like the, the dungeon, where Amaranth is basically left behind and he still goes back and gets him out. And he's already had this past experience with him. It's like, no, we're a team. This is what we do, where he t- teaches Amaranth instead of being like a lone wolf. No, it's we are here as a group. We're here as a team. This is the way we do things. And Amaranth has part of his own internal conflict and struggle going from, I don't rely on anybody. And then he starts to have a turning point towards the end where he's like, why does he keep doing this? Why he could have like, he, he even said, it's like, destroy me, kill me. It's like, I'm not going to do that and that was even in like i think disc three when you're in um was it Ico? is that her name the little girl the little girl Pur- yeah purple girl yeah purple girl <laughs> purple when you're in her homeland and like when you're all fighting it's like no this is not what we're doing i'm not going to defeat you here so i think there were like little elements to his character kind of leading up to it but it's not so much where like it's just because of dagger and steiner that he learns it i think it's still in there but i i, I didn't say steiner I'm just saying, like, in comparison to the characters we're about to get into, I don't think the changes are as drastic. Drastic, yeah. yeah. No, and no. I, I, I won't argue against that. Um, so, okay, so I was just going to say he he's a thief character. Like, they, they do have this, like, they have a job system here. Yeah. But they're they're kind of, like, lo- locked job classes. Did you want to talk about a different character then, Clark, or...? Uh, you can move on to the next one. It's fine. Okay. I mean, I think we we run down the list. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, uh, uh, I'm just gonna say, like, we spent enough time on Zidane. I think we yeah. should move there, on. There's a lot of characters, which we don't have to go into great detail with each of them. No, I know. Well, yeah. Let's just keep moving. It's important touch. Like, uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll keep moving. Down. Uh, Garnet Dagger. Um, you see, she goes from kind of like sheltered princess to where even in the beginning, they're tasked to capture her. She wants to be captured. She wants to see what the outside world is like. And she's very naive to the outside world. And that's that's a big character growth that she kind of goes through throughout the, the game. Well, I think her biggest thing is she has to step up as a character. Yeah. She was just like the simple princess in the beginning. 
boom, now I got to run a kingdom toward towards the end of the game. You know what I mean? It's like this responsibility kind of thrust on her. And d- does she drop the ball? It, it's I don't know. It, it's a lot. And I think that was her biggest change. Um, just going from like a, a simple girl to boom, I got to be responsible for all these people. And she's like the white mage slash summoner, I guess. Steiner, uh, this is the character. I liked his like little subplot. Like dedication to the queen, dedication to the queen. Oh fuck, she's evil. It's all about the princess. Yep, yep. And I, then and then the thing with Beatrix. Yeah. I like that character interaction between yeah, those did. two. Yeah. I I love there's this one fight. I forget exactly what fight. I think it was in like the tunnel system where it does like you know how in the battle they sometimes do like the close-up shots of the characters mm-hmm. and you just see like the Steiner face and he's just like, "No, fuck this." Like this is how it's got to be now. Oh, kind of it's, thing. it's it's yeah. when it's when I think it's uh, that when that like thing is crawling. I, I know exactly when it is. It's when him and Beatrix stop and leave the party so that Zidane and Garnett can get away. Yeah, I, I think that's when you actually go meet it's Ico down the spiral tarot. Where yeah, it's yeah. it's leading to the the big spider thing that you like climb on, but it's like. It's at the like the top, and then you go down the spiral staircase, and then you go into those tunnels. Mm-hmm. But like they stop there. I know exactly what you're talking about. And they pan down. And he's like, "No, you're not getting past me." Yeah, I, yeah. I lo- like that. That's one of my favorite moments I in agree. this game. It's so powerful, and it just makes Steiner up here as far as characters for me. Just, I thought he was such a douche in the beginning. Oh, he is. Oh, and he then, was. And yeah. then I was like, I was like, okay, he made his change, and now he's like, I'm sticking to this. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I love Steiner as a character. I I think his character arc from like beginning to end are actually is actually one of my favorites. And and he's kind of like I don't want to say like one of the the main people, even though he's very forefront in a lot of the storyline. But I think his story is easy to kind of like push aside. But I think it's it was done very very well, especially his interactions between him and the main characters between himself and Zidane. And, of course, with him and Vivi, I mean, it's so much respect he had for that little mage. And that was that was always really <laughs> Master, neat. Like, Master Vivi. Master Vivi. He's Master like, there, Vivi. Was, there was always, like, a thing of respect with him. And even though, you know, old Rusty came out and he was a little rough around the edges, I, I think his character arc was actually one of my favorites in this game, period. Yeah. While we're on Vivi, the black mage of the group. My favorite character. The little guy, which he was only, like, supposed to be, what, like, eight, ten years old, something? He was a kid. No way. No. Less than a year. Yeah. Because they shut down around the year mark. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were to equate him to, like, child, well, maybe not. I'm just trying to, like, put him in, like, human years. Where he was, like, like a teenager. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Um, He has the most traumatizing experience throughout the game. The, The one scene when you're flying on the airship and he just watches the Black Mages fall like through the clouds to their death. Yep. It's just like, and then he immediately goes into trance that next battle because of the, the emotion of it. Yeah. Yep. It's just like, that was another like super powerful moment in this game. I personally, I think Vivi has one of the most incredible emotional journeys in the game because his whole thing is who am I? And then once he finds out who he is, and the timeline that he's on. Because Vivi's different from the regular Black Mages. He is a, lo- a little bit longer than a year. But he was around before before he met Zidane. He was around for a little while because he had like the whole grandfather figure and things like that. Who was also Kina's grandfather. I don't know if you picked that up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So, like, his origin is unclear because Vivi was not made by it, Kuja. It is, because I don't think they ever really dive into that. Like, right. is he artificially made? Right. The only thing they say is he's the prototype. So, what's interesting about Vivi, too, is his story is all about dealing with your own fate in in that you'll die eventually. Or your, your mortality. Your mortality, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, and knowing that, like... As a non-mortal, it's dealing with mortality, and I think that is such a cool fucking thing. Like, I plan on having a, like you know, video game sleeve. I'm going to start that uh, probably in the next, like, two years here on my on my leg. And, like, Vivi has a part of that. 100% mm. of his, his character arc and just the things that he goes through and how he deals with everybody. And he's just like... And, and he's just immediately like, no, I don't care that, like, they're all going to die in a year. Like, I need to get all the black mages to realize to not be bad people. Yeah. And, like, wake them up. Like, that shit is incredible to me. Like that, I, I honestly, I think Vivi is like the best part of this game, hundred percent. A, a lot of people would agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like an iconic part of this game. Um, he's also the saddest part of the ending. Saddest part of the ending of the game. Yeah. I, I would think he's one of the the saddest characters to follow through the entire game. Yeah, he doesn't uh, catch a break. He, no, no, he, he doesn't. doesn't. No, he goes doesn't. through so much shit. He goes through so much like anguish and whatnot. It's like it's tough to be Vivi in this game. I I like while while we're talking characters when um remember when you're doing the hunt in the town where you're earning points and you're trying to yeah. compete yeah and you see him just getting like chased through like the town mm-hmm. like it it's hilarious absolutely <laughs> hilarious laughing at a mage child being chased by a beast man you are a heartless bastard. I, I, I thought it was really funny at the end of the game where um, Puck runs. Oh in, yeah, runs into uh, Vivi's kids. Yeah, at and, the end end. Yeah, at the end end of the game, and he's just like, oh, "No, I'm not Vivi. Wait, why did you call me Vivi? I'm Vivi's son." And I was just like, "Oh my god, he figured out how to replicate himself." I thought that was such a cool thing, like that, and and I mean that's really like it, it speaks volumes to me, especially as like a parent, because like I've passed on my DNA, so like no, 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 you 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 literally don't understand until you've done it, but like I've passed on my DNA, so I'm comfortable with my mortality a hundred percent. If something happens to me, I know like Odin is alive and well and things like that like it's a very it was it spoke to me a lot as a parent to see him have the the kids you know even though it's probably just like a weird cloning replication ritual whatever but like that spoke to me a <laughs> so lot black on. mages do have wands and apparently what <laughs> one of my personal favorite characters uh freya i like hmm. like her, her story's not as elaborate as some of the other ones but just like her trying to i guess she thought he was dead originally the, sir uh, what I was his can't name? remember his name no but he was like a, a legendary fighter of her her people yeah basically and then actually found him after she was like she's kind of depressed over it most of the game well she doesn't find him he finds her it was at the the, the wind place right yeah but once, anyway, once Bermesia fell yeah yeah, yeah 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 but then just to find out that he has no memory yeah no, no recollection like, like of it's her like at ah all. Giving up hope. Oh, look, he's here. Oh, and he doesn't remember, remember anything. Yeah. It's just like, I think she collapses like a couple times because of it as well. Also, when we get the music, that her town music, like with the rain and everything, like mm-hmm. favorite favorite song in the game. 
I, I, I think it was like an organ or you know what song well, I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, we'll get that. Okay, though. okay. I know we touched on Amaranth real quick. I, I know a lot of people say he's like the second thief. I kind of see him as like more of like a monk. Yeah, he's totally a monk because he has the improvised weapon. He has like the chakra yeah. and everything, Yeah, uh, which is like a staple of monks in Final Fantasy games. I think he's easily the weakest character in the game. I, in in terms of character development, del- yeah, yeah, character development. I, he's almost not needed. Yeah. In, oh, in the he cast. he learns to not be a loner, kinda, kinda. Because even at the end of the game, he's just like, "We shouldn't stay here." He wants us to go, and then walks off by himself. You know, yeah. you, know you know, I think they put him in because that like trope of a character appeals to a lot of people. The the dark the loner, and the loner, yeah, the edgy guy. Yeah. I just do things by myself. I don't need. I, I think a lot else. of people like that kind of character. Yeah. I think that's why they put him in the giraffe with dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah that guy much. has the longest fucking neck in the history of Final <laughs> Fantasy characters. Not gonna lie, it's like for the first bit that I actually had the game, I thought he was a rooster. Yeah, I, I, you I, know thought, what? He, I thought that too. I thought, because there there are anaphomorphic. Uh, like a giant cock shutting around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where it's basically like, you know, animal human humanistic people. Like, it's not out of the realm of the actual game itself. So I thought he was a rooster. I'm like, oh, shit. And now not actually until playing this round, I'm like, oh. Yeah, when you human. look at the cover on the game, too, the way it's angled, yeah. his character model on the yeah. case, it looks like a rooster. He really does. But it's actually him facing the other direction. Yeah, kind of thing. Uh, because he's such a loner. Yeah, he's such rebel. I'm by myself. I do my own thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of him, and I'm just gonna roll I, into the other character. I'm not a huge fan of, and that's Aiko. <laughs> just not a no, huge. No, didn't I? Didn't really utilize her in party situations. She's like a, she a different type of white mage, maybe. I don't know, maybe time mage instead. Something, so I yeah. Think she kind has, like, of, regen and She does the like regens and the haste. Yeah. yeah. It's um, like, oh, you need someone to give carbuncle? There you go. That's She's a carbuncle character. That's I, Which I, is kind of like a time magey thing. They're like yeah, the, yeah. the accessory spells kind of thing. Um, but she has, like, white magic as well and can also do summons. Like, she's very similar to Garnet. That, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're almost interchangeable. I, I if I had the option to, I did not roster Iko at all. No, not really. Uh, I also I thought her character was like really just like too bubbly and annoying for what was well, happening. Well, that's another it, it character. Was a, she that, was a child, that, so well, I that, mean, that's another kind of trope that Final Fantasy franchise. They likes, love their fucking so kids, kids, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that kills games for me. Absolutely. When there's like ch- like a there's a great RPG called Lost Odyssey, and there was a section. I, I got to where you're playing the oh, and, you, and can only play the two kid characters. I stopped fucking playing it 50 hours into the game. I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing it. I, I literally, I can't fucking stand them. I guess Quina is the last character. Quina, yeah, which, um... Love. I don't know. It's, it's love, like, it, I love the character. I, I, know it, awesome. I, I know it It sounds weird, but I mean, it's never really specified where it's a, like him or her. You know, this was one of the first characters. There was no gender. It's just like it was either he, her, them. They was just kind of. I think like they used the different. They uh, did no. They always used S slash H E. Okay, so it's either he or she. Well, that, that's yeah. what kind of meant. Like they, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, they didn't I specify. Think generally one. speaking, it's considered a male. I read the opposite. I I would almost generally think, considered a female. Pretty much from anything I I found consensus seemed to be kind of like. 50 50 and okay. then some of them were just like you know what it's just it's, it's quina that's it that is the character that is who they are quina which um, might be a little bit 
ahead of its time. You never know. I mean, what other thing where you never know it's like... I mean, it's it doesn't necessarily have to be a... Uh, no. A sex either. Could be, no. Because technically it's a non-binary fucking species. Exactly. So, like, it do- it doesn't matter what it is. No. Like, the one thing, like, if you, I don't know if you noticed about this, but certain scenes that character was in, it almost felt like they didn't write proper dialogue or it was, like, well, kind of squeezed. It's because they're optional. Yeah. So, I don't know. But although they, they do have that marriage scene with Vivi at the, the one town, yeah. which is good comic relief yep. for the game. Yeah. <laughs> When we get to gameplay, though, I want to revisit that character a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. Very, very unique. Yeah, Blue Mage. Yeah. So I think that pretty much covers characters, right? That, for Unless, the most yeah. part. I, I do wish you had a little more time and could actually utilize Beatrix a little bit more. Yeah. Beatrix I'd is wish. awesome. She was badass. At first, as the, a the, boss. The patch over like, the eye and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was like, she was hardcore. Like, she, was, she did not fuck around. She was obviously, like... One of the toughest people you fought off the bat, you could not beat her. Like, she just slayed you down, and then you actually got to use her a little bit more. And it was at least knowing ahead of time, don't actually put gear on her because it's not going to matter endgame. But I wish she was around a little bit longer. I kind of liked I liked her character arc also going from, I am the queen's guard, I am, like, the head of military, this is who I am, and then... Things are not as they seem. Holy shit, I've been duped. I have to do the right thing. And then by the end of it, there you go with, like, you know, the the storyline between her and Steiner. You finally got to see a little bit more of that. I like that whole passing in the note thing that goes on in the castle. Oh, yeah. Where it's I don't, like I don't, is that a side yeah. quest or is that part of story? No, that's that's part of it. Okay. I'm pretty sure. But, be- like, just, I don't know, just to see that whole come. Go from, like, Echo to Zidane, but then Zidane missed it, so then Steiner picked it up, thought it was Beatrice, and it's just like, who's on first? That's that's what it was kind of like, oh, everybody thinks... First baseman? I mean, it's typically how baseball works, right? (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Should we start hopping into some story beats? Yeah, let's let's get story beats. Um... First one I just want to touch on, and I have two real quick points. I'm going to kind of rapid-fire some of these things. Um, leave in the woods when it all petrifies. There's the one character. I forget his name. Blank. 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 Yeah. Number one, I wish he was a character that, that would be in your party permanently. Other than just being, first he was afraid, he was petrified. <laughs> that was said. Uh, <laughs> but I also Fuck felt uh, a little something when he got petrified. Like, yeah. boom, there's a death in the game. Like... You don't know you can save them at this point, but, like, I'm uh, like, holy shit. Sacrifice in the beginning It's like, here, take this, save yourself, and then there you end. Like, it, it looks back on him, and he's just petrified. I, I, I think he's a cool character, though. And you just like his spiky hair? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Jeez. I don't know. I, I would have I happily swapped him out with Amaranth or something like that. I like, agree with that. Sure, for the story, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I wasn't, like, super compelled by him, but I think he would have been better as, like, Zidane's friend than Amaranth, who was the edgelord. <laughs> edgelord. <laughs> that was a story beat if somebody else wants to throw one out real quick. I want to talk about how the Adelons, is that Adel- how you- I I still just call them Guardian Force GFs. I mean, I don't oh, want to put it on. Summons. summons. Just, yeah, I'm just summons. Gonna, <laughs> summons. Yeah, the summons. Let's do that. Then yeah. the summons, the, the giant creatures from here on out. Espers. Um, yeah, Espers. <laughs> so the summons in the game are really cool, and I really liked learning about them. However, I think 
most of the beginning of the game is about them and about how they're like this giant fucking force and like a force to be reckoned with and then they just stop talking about them as soon as as soon as alexander's destroyed that ends the summons storyline there there might be some side plot stuff that i missed cuz mm. i did not play a lot of side plot but Think of a time where they were even relevant after Alexander gets destroyed. Well, well that, yes, because that that's where the storyline of Garnet or Dagger and Ico started coming through was after it was destroyed and they retreated. And that's where Garnet basically kind of learned that she was from, oh, I forget, it was like MC. I know it was like a two-name place where Ico was from. And then that's where that story started building up of, okay, you're not really who you thought you were. You know, you actually come from this land. You come from a line of summoners. So I, I that started coming like afterwards. So it it still did touch on it a little bit. But I agree where if this is such like a major plot that they were kind of building up and going with, they could have done more with it. You, you know what? I think a lot of it is that like the summons and acquiring the summons w- was Queen Bronze big thing. That was like her main focus. Yeah. And then she dies. Like, that was her big driving force, and I think that drove a lot of the plot up to that point. That's a good point. I don't think Kuja was on board with the Queen's plan as much as the Queen had that plan. No, he Well, had he was trying to get the summons as well. Yeah, but he was just getting them through that the gate thing or whatever he had, the, the giant eye in the sky. Like, I think he was just acquiring, but I think he... I don't know, I just see a, a change in the momentum of the story from Queen Bronn's death that it wasn't as focus heavy on yeah other than trying to like extract that from garnet which was her main thing and then afterwards it it was kind of like uh it was pushed to the side yeah and i think it switched gear that we have to stop kuja now it's not all about a choir i don't know that's just i just think it's weird that they shifted a gear away from that because they're they're supposed to be the most powerful force on gaia oh yeah and then all of a sudden they were like oh well we don't need them to fight the most powerful fucking enemy that Gaia has ever faced like it's just a weird thing, and like you know where you're um, following, ba- not Bahamut, uh, Rama, mm-hmm. yes, and stuff like that. Like I wanted more interactions with the summons. I think the summons are one of the best parts of all of the Final Fantasies in general. They're the most interesting, like just like the summoner lore and stuff like that that they build in all these different games. And then to have them go to where Ico's from and then to where Alexander gets destroyed, it just, like, I feel like it killed a lot of the momentum that I had of interest in the storyline because I I feel like it was missing something. They just all, because Alexander got destroyed, everyone became more powerful to fight Kuja? Well, especially because there was, like, the big build-up to that. I mean, where where you're you're in Alexandria, then all of a sudden, here is Alexander, you know, the summon, and here's this monolith of a being, and it's, you know, him versus... um, Garland. Garland, and, like, here's this epic battle, and you don't get that really throughout the game for the rest of it you have your giant eye that comes down and destroys everything but that's pretty much uh bahamut i think comes up once or twice uh to be used against you or against it lindblum or lindblum lindblum yeah so where it seems like a very it's a pivotal point in the story of here are these summons and it's like the battling of the gods and then all of a sudden it just disappears and then you barely see it again it's almost disappointing because you want more of that because it seems something that's it's bigger than just the characters it's more in depth than just the characters but you get nothing else 
for it. Like it, it doesn't give you anything else of these, you know, these monoliths. Like compared to man, they just kind of get pushed to the wayside, and then you're chasing around a, a half naked dude into another d- dimension realm. Kuja, I mean, come on, he barely wore clothes. Okay, he like, he, he is wearing like, a thong. Yeah. thong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that thong, the thong, thong, thong. I mean, so. Yeah. But no, that's 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 pretty much what I was saying. Like, I just thought it was a letdown that that they got away from the the summons because yeah. I, I thought I thought they did a lot of really good storytelling with them and like how you you know you go to like the birthplace of them and there was this ancient race that like where they were all summoners yeah. and things like that. There's and now, great buildup. Like, yeah, and then it just I feel like they abandoned even that part of Garnett's story. Like, no one wants to talk about how Garnett could summon the most powerful destructive forces on Gaia after that. Like, it's just, I I felt like they didn't cap off that story in a proper way, other than Alexander being destroyed and Garnet and uh, Bronn dying. Agreed. I I will say, and most Final Fantasies suffer from this, at, like, pivotal key moments in the story, like Bahamut, uh, Alexander, and such, they show how powerful summons are, and then you bring one out in battle... And it's like, oh, you did 1,500 damage, which is like a smidge. The, the only game that really showed force on summons was 15, like when those fuckers came out. Yes. Like, yes. Like, the all and, like, the end of, like, everything just, like. But, but you didn't get to pick when they came out. Exactly. They came you, out randomly. Yeah, and you had to hit certain, like, criteria. Yeah. Like, and and I thought, like like, that was really cool for showing how devastating they were. But, like, uh, yeah, exactly like you said. In this, it's not... And in Final Fantasy in a whole, they, they used to be like, oh, well, you summon, like, the creature. The creature shows up and does this power, and it does, like, no damage or it misses mm-hmm. or something like that. Whereas... Or, like, a normal attack does more damage than it. Like, it's not proportional. Right. Like, right. You're yeah. bringing out this massive thing. Well, so in this one, you're not even bringing out the creatures anymore. They started getting away from that, where you're not bringing out the creatures... And you're bringing out their power. So, like, Ramun never... Well, he randomly shows up in the animation, but usually it's just him throwing the staff down. So it's not, like, him. Well, you know what I mean? You, you get... I, we, we might... I, I think we're starting to cross over into gameplay a little bit, but what I noticed happen is the first once or twice that you use a summon, you get, like, the full thing. After that, it's an abbreviated version of that for, like, time's sake which i will say is kind I of i think that's something you can alter in the menu i think you can alter quicker long animation gotcha yeah. which yeah. i think is a good idea because especially from eight you had to sit through oh. everything yeah, yeah i'm just saying yeah, i'm just gonna it, say it, compared, keep it at that don't elaborate it on no no no, <laughs> no 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 not not so much where it, with eight you you sit through the entire thing nine they abbreviated a little bit which is good for time sense because sometimes it can last for a while they look really neat, don't get me wrong, but I don't really want to sit through a, a full minute of lesser quality FMV for what's coming up. That's where we're getting into other topics now, which I think maybe we should... Yeah, let's we stop on summons. Through. I think we should hit some other story beats before we move on. Okay. I'd like to talk about the ending a little bit. Okay. I, I think it was a little cheesy with the ending, to be honest. I, I was... Uh, other than like the very end where you have... They're doing... um. What's the name of the plane? I want to be your canary. I, I think, think that's that's correct. The the name. Well, well, the... We're gonna have to talk about that more in music. Yeah, but la, I mean, when... la, la, la. 
Yeah, but at least <laughs> I, I think that's that's the actual because there's a theme throughout the the entire game where it opens with Zidane's troop is a bunch of thieves. They go around masquerading as theater performers performing the play I Want to Be Your Canary, and it opens up with that in disc one and it ends with that at the very end where throughout the lines there's a masked figure who's a part of the play and then at the very end Zidane throws off the cloak it's still him where you thought he was dead and then Dagger throws her pendant to the side runs down through the masses of the crowd since she's you know the leader of Alexandria she's the queen and is embraced by Zidane I kind of saw coming, like, towards the end. I still think that's a fitting end for a Final Fantasy. I liked that. The whole thing between Zidane and Kuja at the end, I was just... Things were just a little weird with that one, and I I don't know how I really feel about that, to be honest. It's like, he, he goes off and saying, oh, well, even though the entire game, Kuja's trying to kill everybody, and then Kuja's basically on his deathbed, and Zidane goes through the same like basically petrified forest that's trying to destroy everything that blank was captured in, in the beginning to save Kuja and saying you would do the same for me the fuck he would no he wouldn't what you feel like because you have a connection because you were both part of like this genome thing where you're you know just replications of each other I I was I was let down by that I just feel like that was that could have had more of a inappropriate build-up if the two of them had a little more I don't know, in-depth connection, but it just felt it felt rushed at the end between the two of them. You guys feel about that situation. So I think they could have truncated a lot of the ending like with the play because I didn't need to see almost two full plays, different plays in the show because like the ending play is not the same play that they do in the beginning. It's it's a different play. And but what do you mean by different play? It's not the same play. It's not the same play. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Different characters. Uh, different characters playing different parts, but... No, different names, too. Mar- I don't know about Marcus that. isn't in the first one. I wasn't don't know. Marcus just like a fill-in, though, because they were under d- disguise? Like, maybe it wasn't the character name, it was... No, the character of the play was named Marcus. It was the, yeah. It was the same story that was done at the beginning of the end. It was the same play both ways. I don't think it was. All right, we'll, we'll double-check that. I, either way, whatever. It was stupid to have it twice, then. If it was the same play, it's dumb. If it's a still two different plays, I think it's still stupid. It doesn't like change my opinion about it. Um, <laughs> it could have been way shorter, and the reveal could have been Zidane literally walking onto the stage instead of like having to sit through a whole fucking play. I agree with that. Um, and I think that they nailed some send-offs. And some of the other send-offs are, like, real bad for the characters. Like, so what happened to Kuja? Is Kuja dead? No, you never... They ne- they never fucking address if no. Kuja's alive or dead. Because him and Zidane are sitting in the exact same spot when they get attacked by the leaf tree Or the life tree However you want to say it. So, like, what happened? I'm very curious about that. Like, did... Did Zidane actually succeed in what he was trying to do? Why was he hiding from Garnett if he succeeded or failed in whatever he did? I have a problem with that. I think the game's fucking fantastic and the story is fantastic, but they just I think they just completely fucked the ending. Mm. I, I really liked that Vivi writes that letter and pretty much lets everyone know that he passed. But again, it's just one of those things where like I would have liked actually to maybe see the moment that he's like writing the letter or like some actual closure. Like, yeah, I want to know if Vivi lived well. 
Like, like that's the only fucking character. <laughs> like, like seriously though, that's the only character that I had like any sort of relation to when it yeah. came to this. It's the only one that I had. Like, and then for him to be set off with like a vague letter was really problematic for me. I loved to see like his kids and stuff like that. But again, what happened to Vivi? What happened to Kuja? truncate the fucking second play and why couldn't we see Beatrix and Steiner actually like embrace it cuts to black as they're running to each other and then they're just like kind of cordial together like just pay off some of those moments I got they, you with that they they, they they elongated a bunch of stupid shit and then they truncated stuff that actually had meaning and impact and that's where this game falls to me and that it's you know like this game had every potential to be a world beater in my book and they just i was all in until i saw that fucking goofy two overlay thing to start the ending where it's zidane in gameplay fucking graphics and the full motion fmv running in the background and he's like running and they're moving the camera around that's literally just two overlays that's not all one video oh well we'll get into some yeah, of the graphics I, yeah there. yeah but i'm just saying like as soon as that started happening i was like this is fucking no no <laughs> I, I i knew as soon as i started seeing that i was like oh they're gonna fuck this up mm. <laughs> <clears throat> which is a it, it, honestly it's a fear that i have every time i beat a final fantasy game i'm like oh boy where, where where are we going to go with this? Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of endings to Final Fantasy games are very ambiguous. They they just leave you wondering, or yeah, kind of like forming in your like even fifteen had that like kind of at the end like questionable moments. Eight had that like Squall alive or dead. Yeah, uh, like you don't ten, actually get a ten had that answer. Titus oh alive yeah, exactly because he just. Yeah. Uh, and if you do everything in the fucking game, you just see him swimming. And it's like, okay, is he in the fucking pool of fucking spirits or is he fucking in water, like on the fucking planet? You don't know. It's like, give me, give me, like, some finality to something. Yeah, now that you mention, I, I don't like the way they end a lot of the Final Fantasy no. games. It's almost like they leave it open for a sequel, but. There's, well, there's not going to be yeah, one. Because it's yeah. the final one. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> so I saw a Dick. meme. They were saying that Final Fantasy games have the name Final in the title, and they do not make final decisions for, like, any of their fucking characters. No. Unless they die. That is the only way you get a full-on, like, finish in Final Fantasy. final Yeah, yeah. any sort of finality in, in Final Fantasy is death. Sorry, that was, like, my really long rant, but I wanted to get it here no, instead of you're, the, in the you're mubbers. not wrong earlier in the week like i just i needed to get that out about this i have nothing else to say about story okay <laughs> that was it that was it for me and I, it sounds like i'm it sounds like i'm shitting on it i again no i loved the fucking i loved the story but like as soon as the summons kind of got out of the story i just i started losing dead ending interest dough. and then and then the ending i just yeah. it, it it dropped a lot of pegs in my book i mean i could give Steiner and Beatrice, like they're they're final because they're I'm a guard, you know something else. I I get that, it's like their own professionalism. But everything else, it's like there's there's a lot of loose ends that we want to see tied up. We've invested so much time, effort, emotion into these games. Give me something for that, and that's not always met. Just just a quick shout out for story elements before we do move on. Hey, yay. there's a a thing called Oglops. That are a big part of this game. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pickles. There's these pickles that are a big part of this game. 
Was yeah. it, is it Agalops, the pickles, frog? Frogs are important. Yeah. Frogs are very frogs important. Are, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pretty much anything that Sid turns into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And airships. Airships. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, and you know, held a brand. You know what's another really big part of this game? For like half of it is summons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with a dash of chocobo. Oh, you know, and mogs. Mogs are a huge thing in this game. Yeah. They're everywhere. They're the save points. They have a whole net. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we won't elaborate on that. No. Yeah, no, I think I'm good on story. Like, I, I think that I just wanted to mention that Steiner moment, that VV moment. Those were, like, the most impactful moments yeah. in this game for me. Great story. Just wish there was a little bit more at the I, ending. I, it, That's all. It's a solid story. Yeah. I don't think it's the best story in the Final Fan, like in the Final Fantasy franchise, I don't like yeah. as a whole. Yeah, it, I think it's mid range in the story. It's like a lot of the other elements that really uplift it. Yeah, but it's not a bad story. No, I'm not saying it's a bad story at all because I think they're. You know what? It's amazing characters in a mediocre story. I think that's a good way of putting that. I, I think that's that's the way I would I would put it. They I had, love the characters, yeah. and there are moments in the game that really make these characters shine. Yeah, but overall, the plot is. You you could punch holes through it. They set points. themselves up to have a lot more potential than what they ended with. All right. Well, I I think we we touched more than enough when it comes to the story. So I think we should actually get into the gameplay. Gameplay. So the gameplay is just all that we're all familiar with. A lot of turn based with some some extra little features here and there. Was it uh, the the trance? Is it's something we're not too, you know, it's it's something we're familiar with. It's a limit break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I staple the PS1 generation Final Fantasies. Yeah. I personally don't think there's too much in the ways of innovation in this game in terms of gameplay. No. I mean, it is still, it fits the standard of a Final Fantasy game, which it should be. <laughs> I like the way you kind of build your character. Hmm. So each one has its job class. Yeah. And then within that, you learn abilities based on the equipment that you have on. Which yes. I think that is phenomenal. So you earn your, your AP towards those abilities, and that's how you learn them. And then you have this sub-menu where instead of wearing that band that makes you immune to confusion, you learn that ability and you plug these points into this grid system. Hey, I want this character to be immune to confusion. I want it to do more damage to bird creatures. Mm -hmm. And you can't equip all of them but you can pick how you want to customize that character in that. And then you also have like your abilities that you learn based on that class. Like with VV, you're learning fire and ice and stuff like that. And the, I don't know, Steiner's learning his like sword art skills and like they're each and learning their, uh, they have abilities and these passive abilities, I guess is, yeah, is a no, better way, better way to put it. it. Yeah. And like dagger and Ico, they learn their summons through that, that sub ability by equipping certain things. Yeah. Basically, just like their abilities as well. It's just yeah. summoner-based. Mm -hmm. It's simple, but there's a lot of customization you can do with that. Yeah. And I, and I really like that, and I've always really liked this system in this game. Yeah, uh, so that's like the only innovation. And, and they did it again in one of the games, didn't they? 15 kind of has something like that. You learn stuff based off of your weapons. I forget 15 at this point already. Yeah, like there's there's other games that kind of like use little bits and pieces of that, but like that's the only innovation to the back. It's not even the battle system because I wouldn't consider that 
the battle system. It's it's like the customization options yeah. for the characters are much better where you don't have to rely on a caster to be like, okay, everyone doesn't have Petrify. Uh, everyone doesn't have this. Uh, everyone, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. Can, there yeah. are Final Fantasies where you spend a lot of time putting the buff spells on. Yep. Right. Just, like, you don't have to necessarily do that. Where in this, you can have multiple characters have the same type of thing so you don't really have to worry about it too much. Absolutely. You can customize to the dungeon that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, I'm in a different land. Okay, well, I might need this, this, and this instead of this and this. And it's not just for one character. You can have it for two, three, sometimes even, like, all four members of your party. Um, that, that was the only way I could beat Necron, actually. I had to I had to get through the Kuja battle with everyone's abilities set to fight Necron. So, like, the, well, like, auto life was always an uh, important one. Auto haste. And things mm-hmm. like that. Like, I needed to make sure that all of those were on because Necron's a tough fight. Oh, that that was a pain of the dick. Yeah, Necron was bad. Took me almost four hours of trying to, to beat him. Uh, again, I didn't do a lot of side stuff, so I was, like, starting to get kind of low-leveled. Uh, gotcha. So, yeah, that's, that's the thing. With Final Fantasy games, I always grind way too much because I like the grind. I, yeah. Like, typically when I'm in an area... I'll go around, loot all the items. I typically don't go on into the next area until I, like, maxed out all the abilities I can learn. And then I move on. So I'm gaining X amount of extra levels per area that, in typical just progressing through the game, you wouldn't obtain. Yeah, but it becomes so beneficial at endgame to put all that extra time in. But, you know, it's it's a lot of extra time that you have to put in to, not to say make it easy at the end, but make it no, Final less Fantasies difficult. Are, Final Fantasies are too easy, in my opinion, it, with the extra grinding. Yeah, yeah, yeah with it's, the extra. It's, it's very systematic where it's like, okay, I can't beat this, so I'm just going to go fight randoms until I can beat this thing. Yeah. And it's very much like you gain X amount of levels, you're almost guaranteed to beat something. Yeah, and you, you don't you only have to attack at that point. You don't even have to pull out all the tricks and be strategic about it. Right. Like, that's the the one gripe I guess I have with gameplay in general for Final Fantasies. This one isn't excluded. It it's you can grind to a point where the game becomes too easy. But yeah. I like the grind. I don't like I like that like I want to be able to grind and have challenging boss fights, like which through some of the grinding. Is that why you, you try can. to pump your secretary at work all the time? You like to grind and then have challenging <laughs> boss fights. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Boom. Yeah, a little bit. Well, even through grinding through levels, you can come across some bosses that can be extremely difficult and kind of give you that extra challenge aspect not having to wait until like the final boss but throughout your development of your characters you know sometimes there's some mythical legend boss that's just like way off on the side that you need to be a stupid high level even just to confront let alone beat even compared to like the end boss it's like what was uh what was the one in this one? It was the like the weird, the weird like rainbow bubble looking thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Ozium. That's or really Ozium. the only yeah. boss that's in this game. That's that's like ridiculous yeah. god tier level. Never played it. Yeah, it's it's, it's side quest it's like stupid. end game side quest yeah. kind of thing. That you have to kind of be like max level, have everything unlocked, move everything. The- that's like yeah. perfectly like that's one of them. It's like where... a ruby weapon kind of situation or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, where it's like it's it 
can be actually more difficult than the actual end game boss, depending on where you're at. Trances are kind of annoying in this game because you yeah. really have no control over them. They take forever to build up, and boom, they get set off in the middle of like a regular fight. And then you have a boss fight right afterwards. Yeah. It's so annoying with yeah. that. Yeah. I wish there were times where I was like, oh, if I could just like defer this. Oh, it's his turn. I'm just going to change. And then I could go into the next battle with them in trance. That'd be great. Gotcha. I think 10 allows you to do that. 10 kind of gives you control over when you're going to use your abilities like that. And I think that was like a big upgrade. Couldn't you do that in 7 as well? Like once you obtain it, you save it until when you want to use it. Because you could scroll down and hit limit break. Yeah. And then you did it. Yeah, that's the way it it should have been. It's own option, yeah. Especially for how long it takes to build up. Yeah. Now, there is a theme of just slowness in this game. Not only obtaining limit breaks but the actual battle meter like this is the slowest Final oh yeah Fantasy. you're sitting there half the battle is just waiting for your meters your gauges to fill like when you first start this game it's excruciating like it is so slow i i instantly turn it all the way up in the menu like as fast as you can and it still feels slow yeah yep. absolutely what else to say about the gameplay i played the remake on ps4 even though had the game for PlayStation. No idea where it's at. Couldn't play the original. So I just bought and downloaded the, the PS4 you know version of everything. I didn't really touch them because I didn't want to taint the game. But gameplay wise, apparently there was like some extra little like bonus cheats like in the corner. Where I think if you hit the pause menu, there was all of your hits to 9,999 damage. I think one was like... Oh, fast forward speed. That's insane. Like there's one that's like fast forward speed, like the actual gameplay when you're running. Like I turned each on just to kind of play with it to see where it was at. Um, <laughs> oh, no wonder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if it's there, I, I would I wouldn't be doing justice unless I, I tried it out a little bit. There was one where like your actual physical speed was like increased <laughs> Wait, did you by say like, actual or asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I heard asshole. <laughs> yes. It's bumped up by like three times speed, so you're just running ridiculously. One was all trance mode, and then another one was like a super auto haste. Those were ones that were just like available through your regular pause menu. There were more through your regular menu down at the bottom. I think one was max skill. Another one was max experience. I know there was a difference where... The kind of like regular pause menu, you could use those anytime, didn't mess with your save thing. And then all the extra where it was like max skill, max experience, those were the ones that if you enabled those, they were like true cheats that you wouldn't be able to receive trophies or whatnot. So I didn't touch any of those. I just kind of, there was, I think a little bit in disc one where I dabbled with like the regular ones for like the 9999 damage and whatnot <laughs> first boss of the game <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i did i'm like let's see it's like oh, oh god it's but it's like i had it i would have left that on the whole fucking game honestly like it probably uh, would it would it made it game oh yeah for, for sure i kept it on for like 10 15 minutes and it took away from the game because like oh there's a boss all right i'm gonna walk through the forest it was it was one fight and now it's 15 minutes yeah I only played with it for like 36 hours, guys. <laughs> 38, fuck you. Oh, wait, what? Um, another, uh, sorry, I'm not trying to hit all the, I mean, in general. Hit I it with your mouth, Harry. 
in general, I love the gameplay of this game, but um, I, I am a completionist when it comes to games like this. And you can only acquire certain items in the game by stealing them from bosses. Yes. Yep. So I spent a lot of time just... <laughs> Everyone defend and then you're stealing the entire yeah, time. Yeah, not only yeah. like the amount of times I would get trance and I would just waste it because I didn't want to accidentally kill the boss and not get the items. Or trying to be Queena and eat so you can get the blue magic because they had to be weak enough but you couldn't kill them it was like sometimes it was a that didn't bother me too much because you can always get into another fight with those enemies true but only certain enemies had certain abilities true and and sometimes some enemies would spawn a hell of a lot less than others so it kind of became a little bit of a pain if you want to be a completionist and get full blue magic then it it, yeah but i mean the good thing about with with that though is some blue magic can be dropped by multiple creatures though so if you don't get it yeah, at yeah, one yeah. location you can always get it That's at a different location very true it's but the the boss stealing was it's it's one of those just time killers where you're just sitting there and spamming steal and just, yeah i don't know and there's like what three items on each boss like yeah, a, like a regular like, drop item like maybe like a mid-tier and then like a Uber weapon or yeah something like yeah. that yeah I did find some of the equipment upgrading a bit of a pain in the ass. Like the synthesizing? Yeah. I mean, it, it was neat that different levels to levels as you were going through the the game, yes, they became more powerful, but sometimes not everything you needed to synthesize the newer weapons was readily available, and maybe that was something I sold before because I needed some extra gill or something I used in something else previous. And You don't sell equipment in this game. I didn't sell a single item in this game. Nope. Uh, no, see, that's that's where I did. I just I wanted that gill, so I sold, and then... Why would you do that if you had an infinite gill button to just quickly... Well, because... <laughs> max gill. Max gill. Max, max gill, because I wanted trophies, so I didn't want max gill. I, they the added trof- trophy support? Yeah. Oh, damn it. Huh. So wait, I, I you didn't say... Did you play on the PS1? Yeah, PS1. And how did you... Vita, so I played the PS1 version. Oh, okay. Yeah, PS4, they, they integrated trophies. So oh, that's, that's why badass. I didn't I didn't touch any of those other ones. Like, I I want trophies. I don't, I don't give a shit. I can get... I wonder if it looks better on PS4. It does. Uh, we'll get to graphics. It, uh, we'll get to graphics. Oh, maybe I was thinking that there's a PC HD remake, too, that I saw floating around, and that looked incredible. There there are points where you look at it and like, they really did a good job upgrading this, and then there's several times where it looks like they upgraded the background, or no, they upgraded like Zidane. I'll wait for graphics because there's there's a couple scenes there's one big one where you look at it's like this looks fucking terrible see i didn't see it any of it in motion because they it was like the the guide that i was using for some of the bosses just to know what i was getting into yeah i was drastically under level like i beat the game and zidane was level 48 like i was drastically under leveled they were like oh yeah like this is like a 60 fight and i'm like fuck. oh here i am i just had to set up my abilities to be like a hundred percent perfect Mate. and to make sure at least one person was alive at all like, times. makes me feel like if you 15 do all over it, again if you do it the right way it's like you almost can gain plus or minus 10 levels worth like like, like, the, like power wise like yeah power wise yep, yeah depending yeah 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 because if you can nullify a bunch of your enemies attacks like you're just fucking invincible at that point yeah so. yeah which is where that being able to choose your own abilities and what you want at that time is like 
hands down one of the best things you can do to actually make this game a lot easier on yourself, even if you're underleveled. Right. I know it's something I didn't really touch on in 9. I played a lot in 8 with it. Uh, the card game. Did you do anything oh, with Master. that? Tetra Master. Yeah. It's awful in this game. Yeah, I, I really did. Oh, I loved it. it. Did I, you? Yeah, oh, I, lo- I loved I it in this game. Can't I, stand it. I, I, I tried to, but I, I just, no, I couldn't do it. I won the tournament <laughs> that you have to go play in. Oh, nice. Um, I beat a bunch of the phantoms as you're running around. That That was like my favorite fucking part of the game. Was like I love I love Tetra Master. I loved it in eight too. Yeah. actually that was the only part. That I, I really see, liked I like the one in eight. This one just it doesn't click with me. No, because the, the I don't get the reversing. Like when you gain one, but then they chain reaction to take it, over like the board or something. Yeah. So like so essentially the way the way it works is you have to beat one that has an arrow pointing wherever you placed your card to so another one. Yeah. Right, and then when you beat that one, it chain reacts to wherever else it's pointing. So you always want to attack middle. Like, so if there's a a large group of cards, say if there's like three, like there's two up here, one here, if you attack that one, but it has an arrow that's pointing up and out, if you beat that one, it'll chain react to the other two. I had, um, they, they track the stats if you go back to the outside of the tournament place. I think I had at least 15 perfect wins where I conquered every card on the on the board. I I, I kind of got like stupidly obsessed with it. There was there was one day where I was like I'm going to I'm going to really put in some some work on this game and then I ended up playing Tetra Master for an hour. <laughs> no, this this was one side game that I I just couldn't I couldn't get behind. I'd love an app. I'd love a Tetra Master yeah? app. Huh. I'd pay money for it. I'd pay like 10, 15 bucks for a Tetra Master app. Was I think the... it was called Tetra Master in 8 too. It is. Yeah. It is. It was just like a it was it was revamped like the rules and the way it was played for nine. I forget how it was played with 8, but I remember enjoying it in 8. 9 it, it was, was just... a 3 by 3 grid in 8. And this yes. was I think a 5 by 5, right? Um at least 4 by 5. I think it's a 4 by 5 or a 4 by 4. Hmm. Something bigger than eight because it's nine. Eh. But this also did Tetra Master and eight. I forget. Did it also have blank spaces like spaces you couldn't place a card? No. no yeah. It, no. In this one, every board has randomized spots where you can't place. It's cards. blacked out. Yeah. So yeah. you had to be. And I think because I think in eight it was. I don't think it was completely omnidirectional. I think it was just up down left right i don't think it had like the diagonals, diagonal yeah. i don't yeah. think yeah but, think yeah this right. was like play all over the place and there was like the block stuff i like that i i thought it added some layers to the strategy yeah before we get out of gameplay um just because you had so many options especially towards the end of the game of who you can have in your party did you always have that other than zidane maybe being the main character who was like one of your go-tos i had always when i could rocked uh zidane garnett steiner vivi that was my that was my go-to i just got to a point with steiner where i was finding his like top level weapon and he was constantly doing five thousand damage for me a hit regular Mm. and then i also put on um and then that was without mp 
and I always put MP strike on him. He was like knocking people out with like seven thousand damage. Nice at like level forty five. It yeah. was so useful when he would trance, no abilities. He would do nine 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 nine. Damn. Like, he would just constantly, like, I could get four attacks instead of using three abilities with the trance, and it would just be 40,000 damage. He was just my boss killer. Anytime he was in trance, I was like, okay, cool. I don't even need to fucking worry about it. Just keep him alive. I would always have Garnett heal him, even if he was in max health, because I knew he was going to get hit. Yeah, Steiner was, like, my beast. Gotcha. And, and Zidane was, like, right there, too. And then Vivi, I just used to handle uh, like any sort of elemental damage. I would figure out which one was the best and just hammer him with it. Mm-hmm. And then Garnett, I would always open up with a with a summon and then just focus on healing and keeping everybody alive. I pretty much as often as I could mained it was uh, Zidane, Dagger, Vivi, Freya. Like Freya, I um, substituted with uh, I forget his name again, Roosterman. Every once in a while, when Emirate. I had to, yeah, Emirate, I, but when I could fray it and her dragon strike, it was just gross. Like she was just like in the forefront, and then I just kept building her up as much as I could. Yeah, she she stayed under leveled for me because I never really used her that much. I gotcha. used her when I had to, but like when I had the option to, she was not on my radar. I, I mean, didn't think her abilities were that great because she's like a hybrid dragoon slash red mage. Mm-hmm. Like she had like some like oh mass heal. Uh, like a mass hot, like heal over time, the uh, raise wind, I think it was. Mm. But like I, like when I beat the game, she was still level thirty five. Oh wow! Like I had that big of a disparity with my group. Gotcha. Uh, I think my main group was the Dane Steiner Freya, and I kind of interchanged the other one. It was either like Quinna, Vivi, or Garnett. I really didn't play with Amaranth or Iko that much. Um, Quinna, I, I, I did get all. Her blue magic, or his whatever. There. Yeah. Their blue magic. Um, <laughs> that character could be one of the most powerful healers if you do it right. There, there's, like, certain abilities where you can just suck all your MP back and then just pump out your most, like, massive healing spells. But it's, like, I like the versatility because you can also have damaging spells going if you don't need to heal. Oh, yeah. And I think that's why I preferred that character over some of the other where Vivi is, like, very concentrated on damage. And Garnett very concentrated on healing. Where yeah, this one I could I just I have options and I I like that. The, and just like after doing all the work to get all that blue magic, you want to utilize that character. Oh yeah, and get some kind of payoff from it. So <laughs> I helped you get here. Now let's let's see what you can do. Go get him. <laughs> Thank you for recapping what I just said, Steve. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 Uh, all right i'm good (laughs) are you all right cool let's let's move on into some graphics graphics before i lose the thought what we were talking about before with the remastered version on ps4 I will say through the regular gameplay itself, there is definitely a noticeable difference between the original and the remastered. Is it remastered? Would... Uh, is it considered I, remastered? I don't know if it's necessarily considered remastered, but you can tell it's it's a lot smoother for the majority. It's like less 
pixelated. You know, you know what I bet they did. They made it so it would look okay on an HD TV. Yes, uh, for the regular. Yeah. Yes, uh, for the gameplay. Because playing TVs made for like, or playing games made for a um, like a two TV. Yes. Yeah. Look awful on HD TV. Yes, they true. do. When it comes to the FMVs, there is a giant ball that was dropped. The character models themselves, the the way the the cells looked and everything else, it was on par with everything else when they upgraded the graphics. The background scenery of a lot of it, namely the biggest thing that really stood out was the end scene when Zidane was running through the Aoife tree, when he's running through and the branches and it's basically trying to attack him. Everything in the background pixelated as fuck. It totally stands out. It's like when you see Zidane running down the branches and whatnot, he comes through clear. I'll be honest, I was extremely disappointed by the rest of like the actual moving graphics. The FMVs were pretty terrible at some points. I I almost wish I could have knowing that you guys played on like PS1 and on the Vita actually taking video of it cuz if you look at it you'll be like they really fucked up there. Cuz the FMVs on the PlayStation are amazing. Yes. Oh yeah, on the yes, PlayStation. And the Absolutely. Vita the Vita's great too because it's a smaller the, screen. It's a smaller screen so it has HD capability but it captures CRTV like really well. So like the the Vita is like one of the best ways I think to play a PS1 game. Uh, and and have it look crisp. Yeah. But literally, that sequence that you just mentioned was the one that I broke down earlier where you can tell it is one one movie overlaid on an FMV. Yes. And it's fucking... It, it, it's the most atrocious video in that game by far. So that's that's the standard still between Vita and PS4. Yeah. Like I saw that I'm like and and, and I'm sure Ew. it's on the original one too. I'm I'm sure because it's just the PlayStation 1 version that I'm playing. Like, you know, I had to change discs on the on the PS Vita. Oh, really? Yeah, you have to like manually change the discs. Huh. Yeah, is it still four Is it still four discs four on? Di- yep. No shit. Four discs even huh. though it's completely digital, they still have that format. Cuz the game cuz the games request it. Yeah. So you just uh. you just do it and you hit load and it and oh loads up the next disc. PS4, it's fluid between well, all oh, of them. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I'm course. just saying. I, I feel like, like that's a, it's like it, there's something to be said about that moment when you switch discs. I, it's like a very emotional outside of the game moment where it's just like, oh man, I just completed a yeah. disc. It's the meta. It's it's the I, it's the meta feeling. I, like, I missed oh. it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I felt like I, I missed out on that because, like, where am I in relativity to, like, the actual original game? It's like, where where is this? Am I on disc two? Am I on disc three? There's nothing that tells you going through of, like, where you're actually at. So the character models, actually the whole, well, the, I'll just focus on the character models. Very jarring the first time you encounter. They're very distinct, and I think in a lot of Final Fantasy games, it's just almost like a copy and paste mold between the sprites. But you can't say that with this game. Hmm. They're they're very distinct character models. Like not even the same shape, same colors. Like like everything is just very unique to that character. Except for Zorn and Thorn, they're basically the same, well, just different yeah. colors. They're but just I'm, color palettes. Yeah. yeah, but other than that, yes, that's because um, I mean, if you think like. 
Final Fantasy VI, maybe they changed the clothes and the hair color, but other than that, they're the same character right. model. Obviously, it's a little bit. It's early. the advancement of graphics because yeah. that that change first started in in seven. Yeah. Seven has a lot of different looking characters. Like mm-hmm. Barrett is like this big hulking dude. Cloud's like you know skinny with a giant sword. Yeah, even skinnier with an even bigger sword is Sephiroth. You know what yeah. I mean? Like in this one though, the like I will say uh, everyone seems like they're shorter. You know what I mean? Like they're all stubby. Seems, yeah, they're, they're all yes. like stubby. That's a good way to put it. And <laughs> and but they all retain that uniqueness like you were saying i think the design of the characters and the worlds in this game are like 95% flawless in in being like exactly what i wanted for me though okay amaranth's neck bothered me <laughs> the dude's a fucking giraffe he is he has a really long fucking neck and no chin it's really weird it's really weird johnny no chins um the other thing that really bothered me was Zidane looked normal in the gameplay versions, and in the FMVs, he looks like a fucking petulant child. His, <laughs> he, he looks like he's about to cry. Like they just like they fucked, they squished his face in all of the FMVs. I think he looks like I, I think he looks like just such a punchable fucking character (laughs) like it's just one of those faces that i would just be like jesus christ like and he doesn't look like that when he's like you know in the game and speaking and stuff like that but in the fmvs he just looks so inhuman inhuman okay he looks like a fucking gremlin like he looks like a fucking (laughs) troll it's weird it's fucking weird because because like think about think about like uh garnett garnett looks like a human. Yeah. She does, yeah. But and I know Zendane is technically not a human in this. But, but like he's his, humanoid. Yeah, his fucking face, he looks fucking dumb. I, I, I think he just looks fucking stupid and like I don't think he looks like his character model in the game in the FMVs. Every other character they line up. Fucking Steiner has that his big stupid fucking square face. His yeah, eyes are so huge. Like, in his oh, eyes, yeah. yeah, he's got the huge eyes. But he tries some frumpy face. It's in that. It's the same thing in the FMV and the character model. Zendane again looks like a you know a Japanese anime character in the character model, and then just this weird, weird face in the FMVs. I don't know. It just it 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 was jarring to me, mm. and it always took me out of it. I was always like, "God, I just want to fucking punch him." <laughs> that was my only. That was honestly my only gripe with the graphics. Yeah, I I like the world, like the look of the world. I think it's fantastic. I like the mist. I like the for the most part, it's like a like a medieval type of setting with a little bit of futuristic sprinkled in. A little bit, thing. yeah. I wish Final Fantasy would go back to its roots and just. Go medieval age again. I like it. It's been a while. It has. It really like has. They, they just keep pushing this futuristic design. How much more futuristic can we make it? It's just... I just would like to see them change... Get, like, I don't know. I like so, I like the feel of it. It's been a long time since they like did the, something the, the, like bring, that. Like, bring back the fantasy part of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, like, 15 was like... Well, thirteen was like all futuristic, right? Oh yeah, even off planet futuristic. And like, then, oh. and then, it seems like they tried to make a modern Final Fantasy with, with like some mild. Fifteen was kind of modernish. That's what I'm saying with yeah. fifteen. Yeah, I I would say that. 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So maybe they are changing their tone a little bit. I don't know. The futuristic stuff, it, it was getting old. Like I, I like when they hop around. You know what I mean? Let, let's visit a completely fresh world each time instead of just revamping the previous one. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's the package. I'll repurpose it. Here you go again. Tell me that's not a punchable fucking face. Yeah, that one looks. Yeah, it's a punchable face. Right? Yeah. And, then, and then I'm compared... going to save you. Man, I have a tail. Man. Compared to his character model, he looks normal. Yeah. Yeah. He looks I mean, normal. Except for the giant hands. I mean, that's well, another yeah, thing they had in this game. That's, with... that's, like, <laughs> that's like artistic flair and design. Like That's fine. I'm fine yeah. with that. It's just that he has two different faces in the FMV and the, in the game, and that really just bugged me. But Amaranth's a fucking giraffe, so it, it, it's whatever. Rooster giraffe. Giant sperm. Jerooster. <laughs> you know what? Um, I, I think we really covered what we had to on graphics, so let's head into music. Did slash we cover it with mist? So much mist. Music. This is my favorite soundtrack in the Final Fantasy franchise. Favorite well-rounded. Because there's, there's maybe one or two tracks I don't like in this game. One is the Marsh song. That's like, dum, 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 dum. like dum. that song drives me fucking bananas. <laughs> um, uh, you get all froggy and start jumping around and shit. It's yeah. a good pun because Zendane's a monkey. Ah! I, I can't remember what one of the other songs was, but uh, everything else I really like. Like when I was doing um, overnights for work, I was listening to music. And I would bounce between the different Final Fantasies. Nine was the one I wanted to go back to the most. Yeah? Like, even... What? No, you were like, when I was doing, um, and you, like, scratched your nose, and I was about to be like, cocaine! Cocaine! (laughs) (laughs) Let's do a coke, man. I just... All I wanted to listen to was the Final Fantasy Nine soundtrack. (laughs) It's just so good. Like, that that first song that kicks in when you hit the menu, the Burmesia theme, like... I know. It's just, I think the music is just top notch in this game. And it was like a really good send off for like Naboo. Just, this is his. Naboo? Naboo Umatsu. Oh. Uh, Like his last soundtrack that was fully him. What a great way to like end it here. I always was a fan of the Tetra Master songs. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously that the fact that we could sit here and just kind of like go over and like the tunes are in our head did a really good job. I mean, it, it stuck through. And I, I'll agree. It was a very, very well done soundtrack. I think it really caught some of the emotion for for some of the some of the scenes for I'll give it like 85, 90 percent of the game. I mean, that's, I wouldn't I wouldn't change any of the music. I think it was pretty much like on point. Yeah, the um the world map song, like when you're the character model moving from like area to area, it's like a this is like weird it's like a synthesized sound. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That, damn, that menu music when it's like flashing the different characters and then they're like a quote underneath their name mm. and whatnot. I'm just like what a powerful like just menu. Like, just a menu. It's just, I don't know. Fantastic. I, I love this soundtrack. I can't fault any of the music here. I, I think it's all really, like, you know, just, it's masterful. It's it's just as powerful as all the other Final Fantasies before it. I don't know if it's my favorite. I think I like Sevens a little bit better. 
But like seven has like some of the most epic. Seven has the iconic battle theme to me of Final Fantasy. I think seven does have one of the best battle themes. Like yeah, the regular like, battle theme, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. It is absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. So much so that like three or four games after that, they were still trying to like harness what that battle and and i mean i know it's like iteration after iteration of the battle music but like sevens is just on point um and i feel like the battle music is just little iterations of that Mm. further so that's all i have to say about about the music fair fair Uh, the voice acting is fantastic (laughs) spot on and last final fantasy without voice acting oh no wait 11 11 didn't have it did it no, but again, I don't. It had think a narrator, you... did it? Yes. Okay, so I guess it. Uh, but that doesn't count. I, I still wouldn't count it. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a different entity all, all in itself. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Um, we we hit the nail on the head. So um, let's let's progress on and get into some final thoughts. Final thoughts. I was very happy to actually have the opportunity and a reason to play through this game again and actually beat it. I know I said it at the top of the episode that um, this was one I almost missed out on. And if it wasn't for, you know, this being brought to the table, I, I never would have actually gotten to experience it. And I think if you're a fan of any Final Fantasy this is definitely one on the list that you need to play because I don't want to call it a classic just because it's still, it's nine. But when you're talking about, I think when you're getting into some of the height of some of the Final Fantasies, you can't miss out on this one. You you would be doing yourself a disservice if you did not play this if you're a fan of one of the game in the series, at least. I mean, just referencing back to the Mubbers episode where we ranked them, this was my number two. So I think it's it's one of the best Final Fantasy games out there. I, I think the story is not up to par with some of the other stories. But when you take the whole package into consideration, there's just so many points that you just knock out of the park. Like the soundtrack, the characters, the, the gameplay. This is one of my favorite gameplay. Because like, there's certain aspects of 8 I don't really like. There's certain aspects of 7 that I don't really like. This one... I love everything about it, and and it doesn't lose that like tactical aspect. Like I like when they force you to have a certain party, and those party members aren't amorphous blobs where you can just mold them into any other character. They mm. they they have very distinct strengths and weaknesses, and you have to work through the battle using those characters. I like that. I love I I love that. It's just. Like, with some of the other characters, you can easily just bulk up their equipment or... You know what I mean? Like, there's no way around it. you got to work with these characters to get through those obstacles. And I love that. I love that. So, I I give this game an enormous amount of uh, praise. And uh, I think it'll be reflected soon. Yeah. Clark Main. So, I said said at the top in my initial impressions that uh, once I finally played this game, that I loved it. And... I did. I, I ranked it third of all of the ones that I've played. Uh, you know, it beat out 10, and I really liked 10. 15, uh, go listen to the episode, get my full view, review on that, you know. Um, but that, then I sp- realized that I spent most of the podcast, like, talking about my nitpicks. But it's because I loved every other aspect. So when you guys were talking about the things you, you loved about the game, 
that's what I loved about the game. And mm-hmm. and my nitpicks are really just a personal thing. And you can agree you can agree with me. It's not going to change the forty plus hours of amazing content that are in this game. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm excited to get to the the scores. Generally speaking, though, this is a shorter Final Fantasy. It is. And, yeah. And when, when you say like forty hours, you could do basically everything in the game, like yeah, even the side the missions side, and all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like really grinding out, getting all abilities, doing all the side missions. Like you could really get the full package in like forty hours. Or you can play about seven hours of Tetra Master, which is pretty much what I did because <laughs> my my completion time was forty hours. I did barely any side stuff. It was a, I played a lot of Tetra Master. So I, much I, Tetra I, Master. Wow, okay, yeah, I like... I am a Tetra Master. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, let's get to what we've been waiting for all night: the score. score i'll go first this is a buy for me i think anyone that is a fan of jrpgs square enix games final fantasy games rpgs in general good stories i i think it is a buy for anyone that likes any one of those aspects cool i would i'm gonna follow up to that this is an a outright this is an a hands down if you have the opportunity go get this game Hell, I'm going to steal Clark's. Go buy this game. If you can, if you can find a way, if you have a PS4, go on the PlayStation Store, drop the money for it, and just do yourself a favor and play this fucking game. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10, which is going to tie with The Last of Us. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Make sure you tune in for our next episode of Silent Hill 3. Thanks again for uh, for tuning in, guys. I, I hope you enjoyed this not-so-final fantasy of ours. Check us out at patreon.com slash superfunpodcast or hop on our page at facebook.com slash superfunpodcast and give us a like. Yes. And you can find us on Instagram at superfunpodcastgo. Find us, like us, enjoy us, bring into your life. Search us out. Search us. Search, search us. Stay sexy. Yes, love you guys. Thanks for listening to Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Stay up to date on our Facebook at facebook.com slash superfunpodcast.